welcome to True to the Bible podcast with Hunter Davis. Thanks for joining us for this special series, Women's Conference 2023 on Fellowship. This is Stillwater Bible Church's Women's Conference that they held in 2023, and they had several breakout sessions as well as a special guest speaker. We hope that you enjoy these lessons. Thanks again for joining us. Here we go. Oh, has this ever happened to you? Has this ever happened to you? You're cooking, you're baking, you have all the ingredients you think you do anyway, except you run out of eggs. Oh no. Oh no. What are you going to do? Oh, well, you guys scrambling around in your pantry and you think, oh, I'll find something. But you're like, no. And then you think, oh, my neighbor has an egg, I'm sure. But I don't want to bother her. So you want run to Walmart <laughs> once again with making another list of things, but really all you needed was an egg. <laughs> so I just want to mention, um, as Patty was, that our culture in America has changed quite a bit. And with our, um, we're very blessed here in America, but with our culture of achievement, we've become so much more connected, question mark, Yet, we um, have so much less genuine, genuine relationships than ever before. So, it's, it's kind of bittersweet, the way things are right now. Um, and some of us grew up thinking life was perfect, like some of the people on TV and things like that. So, um, but, we know what it's really like. <laughs> Sometimes it's a little crazy. So, um, we've come, we've kind of come from being together to a little bit more isolation, especially since um, the pandemic, and kind of like where I need you to, well, I've got this, don't worry, I won't bother anybody. We've gone from low fences, figuratively, and, you know, literally, to high fences. We've replaced real conversations with small talk and substituted soul-bearing deep connections connected living with, like, share, subscribe. <laughs> so in our self-protected world, we are more comfortable, safe, independent, entertained, more stressed, less supported, and less genuinely connected. At least some of us, a little bit. <laughs> and so somewhere in the transition of gathering water at the well, like they did in Bible times, and having it delivered to us at our doorstep, we just don't even need to bar- borrow an egg anymore, right? <laughs> or so we think. So sometimes we feel a little bit alone in this world, a little bit, sometimes. And um, we know of a woman in the Bible, a Samaritan woman who had a really interesting conversation with Jesus. And uh, she needed community and she needed fellowship. She needed more than that well could provide for her. And it was the living water that she needed. It was Jesus, and he offered her that, and he offers that to us as well. Like the woman at the well, as women of faith, we too want to draw near to God. And we want to gather together, connect, and have friends. That's one reason why we're here. (laughs) So, um, as the Bible says, 
Sweet friendship refreshes the soul and a cord of three strands not easily broken. The things we care about the most are affected by the quality, amount, and depth of the connection we have in our lives. God asks us to love him first of all and to love others. But how do we do that? We could just love him, just alone in our homes, and just love him and his word. And uh, But if we don't apply it by loving others, well, that's not what he wants. He wants us to, to actually live it out and love the way that Patty was just explaining. And so, why do we have, why do we need Christian fellowship? Well, it is to glorify God. Our unified goal is to glorify Him, and our common purpose is to make disciples and to share our lives with each other. And just like the believers in the early church experienced fellowship, um, they spent time together, worshiped together, gathered in each other's homes, prayed together, served one another, sharing their lives just by doing life together, which is what God wants for us. And He has a hundred um, times in the New Testament that he mentions one another's. This is just part of the list. And then in your little guide, I have like 30 or 50 or something. Some, some, there are 59 of those that are commands in the Bible. So God wants us to do life with one another. And encourage one another and build each other up. That's just one of the one another's. <laughs> so, um, so back in Bible times again, we're back at the well. Um, wells were a place not just for sustenance for um, water needs, but actually it was a place where women especially would come and there was community and, and they would get together or some of them would wait for their friends to come and, um, and they would visit and things like that and spend time together there with their kids and things like that. Um, and we could all stay up there on the surface, but I believe God wants us to go deeper. So, here we go. Our unity in Christ breaks down barriers regardless of age, race, background, or social status. And the way we maintain that unity is with what we have in common. And we all have Jesus in common. That's who we need to focus on. And the Bible says to be at peace with everyone. How can we do that? But we need to understand ourselves a little bit better and others. So we need to study people, spend quality time with people, and listen to people. Kind of a little way of, of thinking of it. So let's study a little bit about people, starting with you, okay? There are five dimensions of wellness in, in our lives, okay? And so we have emotional, intellectual, spiritual, physical, and social. And all of these work together, actually. They're not just like isolated, like the intellectual or the emotional. They all, you know, if one is messed up, it's kind of like a car. And if the wheel falls off, you're going to, you know? So today we're most, mostly talking about the social right here, but all of these are affected by the social in our lives, and all of those affect the social part. Does that make sense? Okay. So, here you are, okay? This little target represents your contacts, okay? We're gonna start in the middle with God and me because this is where it all starts. He's your most important contact. 
if we're going to pray without ceasing, we need to be in contact with God. Um, and then we have some intimate contacts. And you don't have as many of these. We just don't have as many of these. You may have three to five people or something that you can actually share intimate things with. And they know you very well. And um, they can challenge you. And, and, um, and uh, you can be accountable to them. And then you've got your close contacts. And you may have more of those. And um, these are people you have similar goals and interests and things like that and you may spend quite a bit of time with them and then you've got the acquaintances here and there are lots of those you may have a couple of hundred acquaintances even the, you know the lady at the grocery store that you see and smile at and say hi to you every day but um these people out here are just those random people that you don't even know but your friends know your friends know them on facebook or whatever these are random people on the outside of the target <laughs> So we're not going to spend much time on the ones outside the target, but this is what we're going to do. I'm going to mention, make sure when you're thinking about your social life and how you can spend time with people, <coughs> spend time praying first. And really ask the Lord, who needs you and who do you need to be in your life? Who does he want you to be close to? Um, that's like the very most important thing to start with. So we're going to get down in a little bit more. And this is your real friends and your family, okay? So not just contacts. Does that make sense? All right. We're going to go now from, from the center. We went from the center out. Now we're going to go from the outside in. And your acquaintances, you know, it's, it's what I want you to do is think about maybe at home or something, making a target that looks like this and actually putting names on the target, okay? And when you, you believe the Holy Spirit is prompting you to become closer to some of these people on the outside, I want you to maybe circle that person's name or put a star next to them and, and just pray about, should I, what can I do to be closer to this person? How can I move them into this circle? Or how can I move these people into this circle? Um, and the Lord can prompt you and tell you who to be close to. And, um, and there's uh, something right here. This is even bringing you even closer to um, Stillwater. Because the Bible says when there is disaster, when disaster strikes, it's better to be, better as a neighbor nearby than a brother far away. So if something, you get hit by a tornado, is your, you know, brother or sister in California going to rush out? Maybe, but actually your neighbors nearby are going to be there for you. And so, and you for them. So this is a different diagram that you can use. You can take this, however it works for you, and you have this on your little guide. Um, you can actually put little circles around your circles. <laughs> and um, then you start to realize, okay, these are the people <laughs> I know that I'm affected by on a daily basis. And who I affect because I see them, and I know them because we I interact with these people. They're not just people online. These are people here in this town and surrounding towns that you know and you affect. And so, um, what happens is you start to realize you really matter because you affect so many people in this world. Each each of us has this kind of a a life, okay? And if you ever think to yourself. You know, I don't really affect anybody. I don't. I don't know really. You know, if I matter that much, or if anybody really thinks about me. Let me tell you, there's something called a ripple effect. Okay, 
So if this is you and God, and you have all these people, guess what else you have? This. Okay? So this is you and God. These are your little circles. But what happens? All these people are also affected by you. It's a ripple effect. And if you weren't here, their lives wouldn't be the same because you wouldn't be here. You see? So each one of you matters so much, and God is using you in amazing ways. So um, I want to mention three books very quickly. Uh, JB gave me permission to mention all these. And I'm not going to be able to really talk about each of them very much. I'm just going to mention them to you. And they're in your, all this stuff is in your guide. Um, this is a book called Wired That Way. And it's all about why do I do the things I do. Um, it'll, it enhances your strengths. It, it talks about growing in your weaknesses, communicating better, and building healthier relationships with people. Um, it, you may have heard of the four temperaments or personality types. And it goes through those, and it really does teach you a little bit about people. I've really, um, I'm not going to explain the whole diagram here right now, but, um, but there are, are four different um, personality types that each of us has. We're actually born with these. It's not something you can, you, you might change, your, your personality might change a little bit over time, but actually we're born with a certain personality type or a combination of them. Um, uh, I doesn't matter, but I tend to be these up here. <laughs> and you may be whatever you are, but you know what? You're so unique. It, it is a, a lot of times a combination of these kinds of things. These are mostly um, strengths that, that each personality has. But um, what you'll find if you uh, read this book or if you study about temperaments or personality types, the, the weaknesses can actually be made into strengths. You can look at them two different ways. You may think, oh, I'm, you know, I may be very shy or whatever, but you also might be very loyal and caring, you know, those kinds of things. So, any questions about that? Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go and tell you all about another book. You may have heard of this one by Lovely Magician. <coughs> so, this book teaches us how to give and receive love and um, through words of affirmation, physical touch, receiving gifts, quality, time, and acts of service. And I highly recommend it. Um, it. Here's a little exciting thing. This is the summary of the book. <laughs> so <laughs> so the, I don't even have to go into all this right here because it's in your little guide. Isn't that great? But if you want to go into more detail with it, get the book. It's great. Now, there's something kind of um, going on to the next book now. It's called Boundaries. If you've never read this book, it's very interesting. Um, because, you know, every one of all of us have people in our lives that um, they may not be abusive or dishonest and demanding, controlling, but you start to realize some of these people are a little bit time-draining, or some people might be a little bit really negative, and it just kind of grates on you this, when someone's super negative, doesn't it? Um, or maybe manipulative. <coughs> or, you know, someone, the Bible even says if someone is living in persistent sin, that we're not really, we shouldn't be hanging out with them and being close, close, uh, intimate with these kind of people. So, <coughs> so, ta-da, the target again. <laughs> 
So you can pray. If someone is, is like what I was just describing, or you know, uh, you you believe the Lord is calling you not to be so close to this person anymore. <coughs> you can ask him, how do I bring this person out of my intimate circle and into over here, uh, or out here, or you know, should I even be in contact with this person? If this person is abusive, should I even be in this situation with this person? And uh, this book called Boundaries can help you set boundaries that are safe and acceptable and good for you and the other person because if we enable people to be horrible <laughs> um, they might just keep on doing that forever not just to you and but to others so any questions about that okay well uh, this is my definition these are my personal um, qualities that I like in a friend and I don't have perfect friends but this is just my list you have your own list in your head and in your heart of what a good friend is. So so I do have this in your little guide, but actually, you know, you can make your own list. And, and what's real important is always to remember that Jesus is really the only perfect friend. He's, he's the only one. You're not gonna find a perfect friend out there. We can, we can be upset, everyone's gonna disappoint us. Um, nobody's gonna be um, the, the most wonderful, awesome friend, but these are just, you know, guidelines that I like to go by and you have yours, um, but we want to keep them biblical, you know, along with biblical guidelines. And we can also um, become, try, ask God to help us become the kind of friends that we want in our lives. So, there we go. But sometimes we're scared to be close or we forget, or, or we forget how to um, reach out to people and we feel like, Wait a minute, I'm scared. Does she want me to ask for her phone number? Should I ask for her number? What if she thinks I'm weird? <laughs> what if she thinks I'm crying into her life? Isn't that funny, that funny feeling of, I'm not going to ask for her number. You know? <laughs> so sometimes we don't know what to say. Um, sometimes just asking questions feels awkward or we're afraid, like they'll think we're crying or we, th they, we think that they might feel judged or we wonder if women will accept us or we wonder, does she think I'm going to sell her something? Or <laughs> Lots of reasons why we don't approach other women, right? Um, but when we're talking about building friendships with other women, we need to get involved and prioritize friendships. There are 168 hours in every single week, so let's log some friendship hours. Um, it does take effort to reach out and respond, but we all have a story. We connect as women through our stories of transformation from heartfelt conversations of our brokenness and redemption, and our mission is to encourage and inspire as a woman of faith. So, another thing we can do is build. You can build your table. So, if you can build the table that you've always longed to be invited to. And that's you reaching out and inviting, right? So, create space. Create space in your home and in your schedule and in your heart. And all of those things will make people want to be a part of your life. 
they'll know that you you care and, and are intentional and get real be vulnerable don't just not just about your daily activities or the weather and things but actually talk about your life um, look at each other in the eyes and not just at your phones <laughs> and initiate invite ladies into your life and ask meaningful questions here we go here we are we can ask questions that stay on the surface it's very easy to do that isn't it but I think we need to go deeper if we want to get closer to other women so how do we do that we can ask different kinds of questions and I have three different kinds of questions here there are questions that bring connection, which can be like icebreakers that we've been doing in our little groups in there. Um, most of the questions that are just um, like this, kind of, it, they're kind of like just informational or really low-risk questions that, are, that people consider safe and they don't mind telling or saying these questions or the answers and things like that. Then there are questions that cause reflection. And we learn about women's experiences, families, success, failures, thoughts, opinions, and life lessons here. I like those a lot. Um, and then there are questions that challenge. And uh, they help us to dig deeper and to consider feelings of um, someone else. And they require more transparency and create emotional intimacy. And you're not going to want to do these challenge questions with just anybody that you just meet on the elevator, but, <laughs> but you'll want to um, consider, you know, digging deeper as you, as you feel comfortable with somebody and, um, you know, just consider their comfort level. Um, okay, if you ever wonder, you know, what kind of questions would I ask? Well, I have a whole list of them in your little guide, about 20 questions. Oh, look at that. <laughs> um, and I have some of these here, just, I bought these, you know, they're, they're these little questions. Um, this, there's one, for, one set for Christians, there's one for family, couples, generations, like if, you, uh, if you're a, a grandparent or, or something and you want to teach your grand, grandchildren, just these, this gives you like a chance to really talk about, um, reflect upon your life and help um, your grandchildren learn about you and uh, I, I just love all of these um, ways to uh, connect you can just I mean if you're if you're a um, it doesn't matter if you're single married or whatever you know just ask ask questions that mean something not just you know what are you doing next week you know so um, oh I love this you never know what you're gonna find out about somebody when you ask questions <laughs> um, so, your couple of tips. When you ask meaningful questions and really listen to women, you always have something to say, because all you have to do is ask a question, and that person will talk and talk sometimes. And if they don't, you can ask, like another, like follow up with a simpler question, and, and everyone loves, you'll find out that every woman likes to talk about herself every once in a while. Maybe not the first time she meets you, but she will eventually. Um, uh, let me back up. Asking questions and listening becomes more natural as you practice it. You know, you could even like take a question that's on the sheet, um, and you can just say, you know, I'm going to ask five ladies the same question. 
like one lady at church or somebody at the grocery store or whatever. I'm just kind of practice this. If, if you're not, if you, if you think I'm not good at this, this is just not something I'm used to doing, asking people these questions, or that it doesn't seem natural, you will become more natural. Um, and your friendship circle will broaden and your relationships will grow deeper and you'll watch your personal community change. And so when you're also when you're asking questions, keep these tips in mind that, like I said before, be sensitive about the comfort levels of other women. Um, everyone has kind of a little, you can just kind of tell if someone, you know, just feels a little uncomfortable. <laughs> and so uh, also don't judge or just try and fix somebody or lecture. Um, sometimes just listening and being there and, and nodding and saying, I care, is enough, really. Um, and listen to understand and just clarify and say, I, I hear what you're saying. It sounds like you're, you're feeling like this. Um, and that just helps someone know, hey, you really, really care about her. And you want the best for her, even if you don't understand what she's going through. Um, and, uh, oh, yeah, you can do the W questions, where, what, when, what, why, and, um, um, you know, tell me more and all those kinds of things. And then follow up. I mean, give, give this um, person a phone call or a text and just say, hey, I really appreciate you sharing with me. Um, maybe we can get together again in the next few months or weeks or days. <laughs> oh, and now we talked about care groups for um, just a few minutes last night, but I wanted to go through these again, um, give you a little bit more detail because last night we just did a survey. And I'm going to tell you what. There are over 60 ladies in this church who are interested in doing that. So that's over 10 groups if we all get involved in doing that, which is a lot. I mean, I sat, I was like, I went home and I told my husband, look, there are a lot of women who want some fellowship in this church. <laughs> and so I'm really um, hoping and praying, uh, I've been praying about that for this for ever since um, our family began coming to this church. Um, back in June, I've been praying about how um, I, I, I've noticed that a lot of women really want good, great fellowship. We have awesome teaching here, and so the care groups. Um, well, let me let me just a second. Let me just tell you what they are again. Um, they are small, consistent fellowship groups of Christian ladies who desire to build d deeper um, connections based on interests, needs, stages of life, and unity in Christ. And these are regular, I mean, you know, it's not just random, but it's actually re regular, consistent time together. Um, but um, I was trying to relay last night that this is not, they're not like intense Bible studies. I believe this church has the best biblical teaching I've, of any church I've ever attended. And I, it, you may, may agree. I mean, this is, if you believe in the Bible and you want to know it, this is the place to be. And so um, w by doing fellowship, um, this just enhances what we're learning from the Bible. Um, it's putting legs to the knowledge that we have, hands and feet, right? So, um, so care groups are not Bible studies, book clubs, counseling sessions, they're just hangouts. They're not just hangouts because they're intentional about a few questions that can be asked during these um, times together, 
Um, so, I mean, the, so basically, um, it, it, we will have fun and, and all that, but, um, but, and I don't want anyone to feel like, oh, I don't want to come to something like that because I don't want to sit around a circle and feel like, okay, it's my turn, <laughs> oh, and get all stressed out or anything. It's really just time together, and not everybody has to talk, and not everybody has to, to um, you know, to, you know, pray the prayer at the end, or at the, well, like Patty was saying, you know, each person can, but um, if someone doesn't feel like it, we understand, you know. And uh, so, I'm not going to go through all these benefits, <laughs> but as you can see, there are so many benefits to being in a care group with women. And, um, and in, these, in care groups, what happens is you end up having all of these things going on. Um, if you have a, a group that's really focused on Christ, there's going to be some authenticity, mutuality, empathy, humility, courtesy, confidentiality, frequency, mercy, honesty, and really the list goes on and on and on. And I didn't have room to put it all, so. Uh, so you have to just experience it. <laughs> but why are we talking about small groups? I mean, we could just get together like this once a week, every other week, and that would be fun, wouldn't it? But when you get in a small group, you probably noticed in the sanctuary that some of you were willing to open up and share. I saw tears last night. I saw laughter. And I saw people talking that might not be if we were in a group this size or the whole group. And so it's kind of special to be in a small group. Um, it really does help people to open up. And also, for whoever's facilitating, it makes it more manageable to be in a small group. A small group is not 20 ladies. Okay, and, and that can be overwhelming to someone who wants to lead or facilitate. So if you only have like five or seven ladies in the group, um, that's more manageable. And there's also more commitment because if you have a, a group of 25 ladies, uh, if five of them don't show up or whoever doesn't come and they just say, I, just didn't, just, I was busy or tired, um, well, maybe nobody knows this, maybe they do, but, but in a group of five to seven, you know, people care if you if you are there, and they they want you there, and, and um, so it makes a difference. Another thing is vulnerability, like I was just talking about um, in our groups, in in the uh, sanctuary. I, I mean, I saw, I, I didn't even know what y'all were all saying when I was passing out all those yellow sheets, but I heard it and I saw it, and I thought this is what it's about: You're opening up, being vulnerable. Um, so. So this is not working. Oh my goodness. What's the deal? Um, well, I'm just going to read up. Refresh. Refresh? Okay. How do I? Oh. Hit F5. F5. F? Of course, that's an apple. That may not work. Okay. <laughs> that's all we do. Stuff. That's okay. No. It's okay. Okay, I'm gonna wash you, Tina. Thank you. Aren't you awesome? I love you. Okay. Oh my goodness. Okay. So, how do we begin 
and being in a, um, a, a, a care group? Well, if you want to be in one, you start with the survey, and then I will go and kind of you know, kind of match up a few people based on you know your availability, your your schedule, um, maybe your stages of life. I'm going to look around and see what you said at the bottom, um, and I have a couple of ladies in the church who can help me. Uh, just kind of, since I'm new to the church, I may not know kind of who might enjoy being together based on, you know, certain things. And I might just call you, might call you up on the phone and say, hey, do you think that, I, I noticed you like this time frame, but hey, would this work better for you? Or could you try this? Or, um, or I might just email you and see, you know, how it works out. Anyway, when you get to your care group, um, Oh, I forgot to talk about location. I think I think I have a, a different. Yeah, the next slide is about that. But the main thing is to get together regularly and be committed. Because right now, all you did, if you if you had an interest survey filled out, all you did was just tell me that you're kind of that you're interested, but you're not committed yet. So um, once I communicate with you, hey, this is the group that you're going to have, hopefully for April and May. Then, I, if that's the time to commit and say yes, that'll work for me, I'd like to go. And then I'd like, it would be really great if you could really prioritize that time and put that aside. Um, and while I'm thinking about it, um, if you don't go to this church, you can implement this same kind of idea with your neighbors or with um, friends at the church where you go to or with um, just some quick like um, I'm considering this to be like the Christian women um, and um, so you just have some people in your life that you may want to be closer to and you can just do this on your own too but but with it being part of our church um, it just makes it easier because we're going to see each other once a week anyway and um, it's just that's one of the reasons why we're doing it at church because um, we we want to care about each other when we see each other's in the hall in, in, to see each other in the hallways and in the sanctuary and not just go hey hey you know <laughs> so um, anyway care groups can be at a few different locations and I recommend homes because um, the groups that I've been in have been in homes and it's just more kind of more inviting, you feel kind of like special being able to see where someone lives, even if the house is a wreck, and, <laughs> and you get to see the real her, you know? Um, and so if, if we're doing this in homes, we will come up, there will be times that someone is sick, like the hostess is sick or whatever, it's great to have an alternative. So I'm glad to see last night that many of you are willing to host, and um, I mean, another place to do it is just go to a restaurant. But if you go to a restaurant, it, you know, there could be like issues there and it might not be as private and people might not want to share as much. But you just might want to go out, you know, just the first time to just get to know each other and things like that. Um, if you have kids, you might want to do it at a park. But just remember, you know, confidentiality and you don't want all these other moms listening and you don't want little kids distracting but um but sometimes you just want to get together you just need to do it you know if you have kids and you can there are ways to find um ways to fit them into it um if you're at someone's home maybe there's a different room they can the kids can be playing or a mom can um 
moms can take turns taking care of the kids and watching them. So, oh, J.B. said, if we can't do it at all these places, uh, we can just come to the church. So we have couches available. We have um, <coughs> coffee <laughs> and all that great stuff. <laughs> so, um, so location shouldn't be an issue. All right. So, um, but if you do host in your home, no need to make snacks. Other people can bring them if they want to. Um, make sure to consi consider privacy because, um, you know, if you're hosting, you don't want your husband to be walking through or, or something like that. And Because really, you know, when we really share deeply with each other as women, it, we want it to be um, more of an intimate atmosphere. And so, um, I mean, I know uh, that, you know, if I, if, if I feel like, you know, they're like high school kids and, you know, doing homework on the side of the room and, and I'm trying to share with you know, ladies, I don't know that I would be sharing as much, right? So, um, and, and if you could make sure to see at least five ladies, that would be kind of, because if one of them really is sick, we, we have at least four that can, um, can come and I really, really hope that even if there are only two people in your group that can meet, because you'll still meet. Because each person is so important, we don't cancel just because, oh, only three people can come and the important ones are sick. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> and so, um, so the host should communicate with the leader on things um, like that. If someone is leading a group, there's really no prep. You're just gonna be asking questions. But um, but there is a like a specific training that I like to do um, so that you understand small group dynamics and um, you know you've got you know you all, in every group there's always the you know the ones who don't want to talk very much and you can there are ways to pull them out a little bit and then there's the one who can't stop. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> so there are ways to kind of you know move on and things like that and we can just develop those skills as a facilitator um, and it's different with every group um, so of course there's going to be prayer time and um, and each time we get together at least the first couple of times um, we, we all need to have a reminder of certain guidelines um, that are important um, for in a group you know um, just things that you uh, want to remember, just keep in mind, you know, uh, just, you know, things like, you know, not gossiping, you know, it's, there's confidentiality and things like that. So we would remind everybody of that. Um, and then the leader would communicate by, you know, text or group me, just letting everyone know, hey, we're gonna be happening. So also, um, so, JB and Brian um, have given us permission to do this this ministry here at the church, uh, and I would hope that JB and Brian um, don't have to answer a bunch of questions about it because they have a lot on their plates already, and um, and I don't want Brandy another thing for Brandy, you know, um, and and Chelsea she knows everybody and everything and she does know about this so but I don't I mean I'm hoping to not add another thing to her plate too so um, your my phone number is on your little guide right there on the front 
So if you have any questions or concerns about this, feel free to call me, text me. I'm happy to help explain um, anything. And uh, and so, um, and <coughs> let's see. And even if you don't go to our church and you just want to find out how you can do this yourself, that's fine too. I mean, I'm happy to help. We're the body of Christ. It's, you know, here we meet at Stillwater Bible Church, but the church is throughout, right? So, in our, in our community, and we want to we want to um, reach as many as we can. So, um, yeah, it says I'm not on staff, <laughs> but I just want to inspire people. So, going back to the ripple effect. My daughter's going to get up and do something. That's all for True to the Bible podcast this time. We hope that you enjoyed this lesson. If you did, or if you want to listen to some other lessons on True to the Bible podcast, make sure that you subscribe or like this podcast. If you have any questions about anything that you heard, or you're interested in how you can be saved, make sure you contact us at hunter.davis 
at stillwaterbible.org. Again, thanks for joining us for this lesson, and we hope to hear from you soon.